4: Carlton has been teleported into another part of the caves by a mysterious creature. It speaks into his mind, asking him questions. And when Carlton tries to avoid answering, it simply digs into his mind. As the rest of the party scramble to locate him, the creature pulls information out, learning that there's a ship nearby, which causes Jonathan to message the captain to tell her to leave. It learns about Jonathan and claims he will be interested in tiny dragons headed to his hometown. He finds out about the instrument they are looking for and claims to know who took it. And as the party finally locates Carlton, it strikes out, bringing the barbarian to the brink of death while demanding information to be kept alive. Bernie agrees to tell the story of her middle name, and for a moment, the fighting has come to a standstill. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obocrazy. Tonight, I just have some tea, but I have blackberry sage tea, which is one of my favorite teas ever of all time, which I haven't had in a very, very long time. So tonight I'm just drinking some lovely, aromatic, healthy tea. Jonathan. What are you drinking?
0: Hi, it's Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Mad Muscular. And tonight I have a Bloody Mary concoction that uh, was inspired by uh, something friend of the show Izzy suggested. It is black pepper vodka with the Bloody Mary mix, and it is quite good. I think I had a name for this once. But I don't remember it, and I meant to go back and look or listen to a previous show that I had this on and remember, but I don't. So I have no choice but to have it again, later, and, oh, Drat. and uh, reveal the name. And it is is—it is quite good. It's almost gone. I'm going to run and go get another as soon as we finish killing this thing. And tonight, shot of Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell of, is dedicated, well... Jules, why don't why don't you tell us what it's dedicated to?
3: Tonight's shot of fireball is dedicated to everyone who's going on the Joko cruise next week or this Woo! week, actually. If you're listening, because this should come out on Monday. Um, I'm really sorry that my voice is super gone. The fireball will be drank by Jonathan, because <laughs> I am getting over pneumonia.
4: Oh no! At least you're getting over. Yeah, Ooh. getting yeah. over. Good news. I had
3: antibiotics and last. This Friday is significantly better than last Friday. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you don't know what the Joko cruise is, i don't going to be like, Google it. But I do highly suggest Google it checking out their website. It's a big nerd cruise. I want you to imagine something like Pax Unplugged, but on a boat in the Caribbean.
4: But on a boat. Sorry. But on a that. boat, I'm motherfucker. Sorry. No, I'm not really sorry. In the
3: deep blue Caribbean. Steven and I are going – We actually around this time ish last year decided to go and I'm really excited. I like a lot of the podcasts we are going, this is fully out of my own pocket. This isn't a sponsored thing, but like man if they wanted to sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're going. I'm really excited. This is our going to someplace warm. It has been dumping snow on Canada, there was literally a meteorologist that said if they gave out medals for, like, having one hell of a winter, they'd give one to Ottawa. And I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, It's been been a doozy. So I'm looking forward to sunshine and just enjoying being on a boat with people who, like, share interests. So, like, I am excited to meet people. If you're going and you listen to our podcast, I'm super excited to meet you. We are going to try to play lots of board games. We are going to try to meet lots of people and do lots of fun things and lay in the sun. So this is to everybody who's going. And I plan to have a great time. And I really hope that everybody who goes has a really good time and enjoys the heck out of it.
4: Absolutely. And and we hope that you do, too. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking seltzer water. <laughs> because getting over pneumonia. Because I'm that getting totally over pneumonia. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, while you enjoy that seltzer water and uh, enjoy thinking about the Joko Cruise, Travancore, what are you drinking?
1: Good people of favoring. I don't know how to follow up the uh, the Joko Cruise, but, uh, but I'll try. <laughs> the the vice-versa choice this evening is 8 Oaks Craft Distillery Port Rye from Friend of the Me Gill. And I'm looking at it. This is batch number two, and the two is actually handwritten. And I take Ooh. a picture of this for our Instagram. Except this is empty bottle, and I don't really save empty bottles. I'm not in college anymore. I don't put these on my dresser with every beer I drink. If you're in college and you do that, don't do you. Don't worry about what Tell old man check is. you supposed to. Yeah, that's that's kind of the rite of passage, and what I've done in this nice little piece of uh, continuity with uh, with Jules's drink, I combined it with San Pellegrino sparkling water. Aww. So what I have here is an effervescent drink with uh, with whiskey. It reminds me a little bit of the the Johnny Walker that I had at uh, the wedding I went to in Mexico because that's what Indian pe- men drink at weddings. Johnny Walker Black.
4: I don't see anything wrong with this. I approve of this message. Also, I will say I did, myself, when I was in college, hold on to one bottle, and it was the bottle of the first illegal drink of alcohol that I had after I turned 21. I held on to that for about two months, and then I went, this sucks. There's (laughs) a
1: reason for that, though. That's the rite of passage one. Like uh, I saved mine for a while, especially if the bottles look interesting, and after a while I realized I have a bunch of bottles. I saved mason jars, too, but my... My parents, when they helped me move out of the, the first house I bought, made me get rid of them all. Which is a shame because they were the best way to, to, to keep my drink cool.
3: There was a guy at our school that threw uh this is this is a tangent. Sorry. He threw a birthday party for Tupac every year on the anniversary, like he on his on his birthday, on Tupac's birthday called Tupacalypse. And there <laughs> okay. uh, All right. we had a lot of good parties at our school. Uh Tupacalypse was amazing and there was always at midnight, uh you literally poured out champagne for the dead so you also so you did your bottle of laundry for you and you had the bottle of laundry you bought for
2: tupac
4: so we're classy people is what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) well carlton what are you drinking and are you gonna pour some out for tupac uh
2: no because i just moved into a brand new spick and span clean uh office and i don't want to get it all sticky (laughs) fair enough so friend of the show izzy uh, a while back bought me some drinking shrubs concentrates and I have finally made my way to drinking them as they're intended to be drinking, not as a shot, which was terrible. Uh, so this is the Thai basil that I've mixed with sparkling water,
0: <gasps>
1: Ooh, and that I'm drinking true.
2: it in a Cthulhu cariff.
1: Oh, Ooh, nice! Because of course you are. That's
2: because of Cthulhu. course I am. Cool. So anyway, I'm drinking it, uh, this Thai basil uh, sparkling water uh, shrub concoction through a Cthulhu cariff. So let's uh, see how this is going to be tonight.
1: Live tasting. It at least looks awesome. It's not
2: bad. It's I mean so well. It's also a little flat because I mixed it. So I also am not a huge fan of sp- just plain sparkling water. So it's uh it's tolerable. Hmm. You know <laughs> what else is
4: tolerable? Living. Nothing about the situation you are in. Uh, absolut- so That is
2: very tolerable.
4: Yeah, for the moment, I believe. Last we left off, you were at one hit point after your relentless endurance kicked in. Yes, Everybody one hit else point. Is finally in the room where it's happening, and and it happened. We are technically still an initiative with this giant creature currently grappling Carlton, demanding to hear things it doesn't know about in exchange for all of your lives. Most most definitely Carlton's. Bernie has managed to convince it to stop its relentless attacks in order to hear a story specifically about her middle name, and Jonathan is holding his fireball action and Carlton is grappled and Travancore and Shadow are standing there at the ready. And this huge maud creature, multi-tentacles wrapped around Carlton, others clung to the wall, turns towards you. And in your mind, Bernie, you hear it say, tell me something I don't know.
3: Put him down.
4: Not until I have reason to.
3: It's a good story. Why don't you put him down as collateral?
4: Because I have him as collateral. You have come into my home. I ask questions. I get no answers. So now I demand answers. And, Carlton, you feel the tentacles tightening around you.
2: It's like that scene in uh, Independence Day.
4: Yeah, it is. A little bit. A little, a tiny With Brent bit. Red spider.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
3: first of all, Carlton, it's gonna be okay. You don't have to get dramatic.
2: Oh, I'm fine. Okay, kill this thing.
3: Okay, tell me what you do know about me, and we can go from there. Because you know, you've got known unknowns, and you've got unknown unknowns. And I'd rather give you some unknown unknowns instead of some known unknowns. If you, well, actually, scratch that, reverse it. I'd rather give you. No unknowns. Because it's no use to me telling you things you already know, and
4: you seem like the kind of creature you whose hair has secrets. words to distract and talk, and don't actually say very much. Tell me the story, or I continue to feed. Well, do you know
3: my actual name?
4: Tell me the story.
3: Okay. I am Bernice Q. Burns. It is nice to meet you in the manners kind of way, but not the actual kind of way. You get that, right? This is a manners situation. What's your name?
4: Continue your story and I will tell you
3: see this is how this goes this is how the story goes you have to have some kind of nice witty bantery interaction in order for the story to be any good i'm trying to get you you know like i'm holding out my hand and you should take it and walk down this path with me because otherwise you're not going to enjoy this and brody's gonna actually start walking forward as she's talking she's she's going to be moving, because I think she's still pretty far away in the room, right?
4: Most of you are very far away. Yeah, it teleported about 60 feet with Carlton. You get about 10 feet as you're saying this. Carlton, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as it starts to strangle you. Uh, I hey, Do I see this? I'd say, yeah, you all see this as this thing is looking at Bernie and waiting for a story after spending quite a long time trying to get information
0: if it's going to do damage to Carlton, it's getting fireballed. Shh, no.
4: And Bernie's going to put up a hand and she's going to stop. What did you get, Carlton?
0: Uh, That's a
2: 22 for my con save.
4: Uh, it hasn't strangled you yet. You're still I've got resisting. a very thick neck. You do. <laughs> Jonathan, you do see this and you see Bernie telling you to stop. What do you do? At I'm this point,
0: the fireball is starting to roil over my hands and my eyes are like blue with flame. All right.
3: My very fiery compatriots and my pointy compatriot and the green one that you are currently hugging very tightly, they all know me as Bernice Q. Burns, you know, guardian of the sacred flame of the Queen Bay. But that is not my real name. You asked for a story of a middle name, so we're not going to worry about first. And last. Um, But I do need to know one thing. I'm a gnome and we have a lot of middle names. Is there a middle name in particular you're interested in knowing?
4: Carlton, you feel the the tentacles continue to wrap around you, but they're not squeezing again. And there's this weird pause as you feel those slimy mental tentacles kind of comb through your brain as it's done several times. It's mind-fucking-me. Help. And then the creature says... And it's speaking to all of you in your heads. This one knows you as Q. Yeah.
3: But if you um, rifle around in there and check the files, you'll find that folder's empty.
4: And why? It's like this,
2: I feel like it's like the scene in Dreamcatcher where the alien is in the guy's mind trying to get information. I'm just like going burning, taking all the boxes and shoveling them into the furnace. Trying to get rid of everything.
3: That's the fun part. Um, Isn't an initial. It just is. Q doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry to disappoint.
4: There is no disappointment. Knowledge is always a good thing. Even if it is small, it is important. Oh, I've been small and important for a very long time. So what else can you do? Tell me to convince me not to kill you all. I look for knowledge. If you give me information, I could give you some in return. And it's kind of at this point looking at all of you as you do this, as it says this.
1: Travancore wants to know, like, whether he's directly in the line of sight of this creature, if there's any place where there's cover, shadows, or a place where he'd be able to to hide from, from them. Like, maybe a, I don't know, investigation check, inside check, whatever check would be relevant.
4: Uh, you can give me a quick perception check as you kind of glance around the room. Ok doke. We're still technically, at this point, I'll say it's kind of the end of Bernie's initiative, but our initiative is on hold as as you continue to talk until somebody decides to act and do something we almost got back into it for the moment. Gotcha.
2: Uh, 16. I mean, as soon as I have the chance, I'm probably going to start swinging.
4: Bernie's got a plan. It's At this point, it's kind of up to you. It has paused doing anything during Bernie's turn because it said that it would not kill you if she would tell a story. And now it's put this forward. So it's. If any of you have held actions that you want to try to take or or reactions or or if you just want to act we'll jump back into initiative. Travancore to answer your question with a 16. This it's a huge room. It's massive in scale, but it seems to just be a large cavern besides the mound of the treasure hoard that's on the ground. And even that doesn't come up very high. There's no stalactites or stalagmites. There's no crevices. There's pretty far away corners that you can see, but not nothing that you think might be totally hidden, especially from how big this creature is and how it seems to be. It seems to be talking into your heads. You get the sense. It might be very hard to hide from this thing. Nerds. I give you so much information, and all you do is talk about nothing.
2: You gave us nothing.
4: Yeah. Oh, the tiny dragons going after Jonathan's home mean nothing?
2: No, that doesn't mean anything to me.
3: I actually don't know where his home is, and tiny dragons is not a good descriptor, but... No,
4: it's not, but I could tell you more if there was reason to talk instead of feast
2: see you keep saying that we need to give you something yet you give us nothing you talk in circles like we talk in circles so we just go round and round and round and play this game over and over and over again until you finally have enough and you tell us something of note while and then we can actually begin the sharing
4: I talk about tiny dragons, do you not wish to know more? Does Jonathan not wish to know more about him? He's just his all he's home. doing is staring
0: and he's holding a fireball and like his fingers are twitching.
4: You come into my home, you invade my lair. You talk in circles around my house. What you do brought you brought me want?
2: here? I did not invade your lair. You brought me into this room.
4: This room is a room in my home. When you destroyed the illusion into my home, you broke down my door. Oops.
2: I, my in my mind, since we're telepathically bonded still, Jonathan, sculpt. Duh. I do, duh. Now.
4: All right. So he casts it. Jonathan, go ahead and roll your damage. The creature is going to automatically save, so it'll take half, and we'll go back into initiative
1: because All it's right. going to uh, use
4: one of its legendary resistances. Good
1: thing too. I was going—I was about to tell the not the whole thing. Less the uh, you would, tra- less you the traitor'y bits, would. less the devil'y bits. You know the sanitized, approved version of the Not If you wanted to prod and poke for it, eventually, but you know that's that's quite a meal by itself. I would think
3: we could do you could do that, and then once you end, Bernie will just go. I sing of arms and a man, <laughs> and we'll just keep on going through. We can do Gilgamesh. We can do all of them.
1: Oh, yep. language. Dharma and Tanagra. Sorry, go. <laughs> you say go, and then you make a fucking Star Trek reference.
4: Because <laughs> you usually need to count Just for five minutes boldly go and where all a your lot dice. of people have
1: gone before 25 years ago. Go,
4: boldly go where no math has gone before. <laughs> Jonathan, tell me your damage so I can cut it in half.
0: All right. So it's a roll of 35, thanks to Elemental Adept. And thanks to one of my wizard features that I don't remember, I add five to the damage roll. So it's an even 40 that you split in half.
4: Excellent. It takes 20 fire damage. As you react in this moment. So that's your reaction. It is the end of Bernie's turn, as we have done this all on Bernie's turn. And obviously
0: I sculpt around around Carlton.
4: Sure. At the end of Bernie's turn, it's going to take a legendary action and bite Carlton. So...
0: You uh, all heard that he
4: asked. Everyone heard that. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, I'm aware. Um, this is what my, this is my choice. CYA,
0: I, reply, I, I, I made sure to reply Ultima that email.
3: He can't hear what we're saying to each other in our
4: brains. You have no idea.
2: That's why I didn't say release the fireball. I just said,
4: sculpt. Uh, does a 19 hit you, Carlton? No, it doesn't. My yes! Is 20. Okay. <laughs> oh! It tries to bite down, but it's wrapped its tentacles around you so uh, thoroughly that it it can't seem to find a place. And so with that, it is... Carlton's turn.
2: All right. Uh, first, I'm still raging. First thing, bonus action. I'm going to second wind.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Which I will am get shocked. me uh, nine hit points back.
4: So you have ten. You have third level,
0: three levels in fighter
4: already. Nice. He's been basically taking fighter levels for a while. Up now. until
2: yeah, because I wanted to get to the uh, subclass. This fighter's
4: awesome.
0: Now let's
2: start swinging. Uh, and I know I'm still at disadvantage.
4: Yep, because you are restrained. How's that 22 work for you? That does hit.
2: Uh, That'll be... uh, Ooh, nice And I don't have to separate it, right? No. 20 points total. Okay. Actually, I can go... uh, I forgot about being reckless to cancel out the disadvantage because that's just a thing I can do. It's not a bonus action. So I'm going to go reckless.
4: All right. I'll allow it.
2: Thank you. Uh, 26.
4: That'll hit.
0: Oh, that was so close.
3: You know when little children or in any human being gets tangled up in a bunch of bed sheets and is trying to like punch their way out this is my like I know it's tentacles but my head Carlton's just like a toddler having a tantrum because they had a nightmare and got wrapped in the bed sheets and they're like Aah! like that's what reckless looks like to me right now it's like I'm gonna punch my way out of the bed sheet
2: I- I've seen I'm going that to before. use my savage attacker feet to re-roll the damage and take my choice of the two that's 18 points so I did one more point of damage. Okay. And then, side bonus, I did my two attacks. I am out of things to do because I burned my action surge last game.
4: You did. And you can't move at the moment because you are restrained and grappled.
2: Yeah. But that's fine. Okay. I trust my teammates and I trust the roll of the dice.
4: At the end of your turn. Do it. Here comes another bite. It's 21 to hit. Yeah. Yeah. He Roll low.
0: Roll low. I don't know if it's possible for them to roll up. Like, I think he's just got a massive, uh, massive bonus.
4: You are going to take twenty-seven points of piercing damage, reduced Which because be half you are. T-
2: it's still, it's still enough. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was hoping was like the rage would. Oh, take that it. the
0: half would do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. All right. Uh... All
2: right Carlton goes
4: unconscious. Carlton goes unconscious again. As at the end of Not his again. turn. For the first time. Bernie's gonna... (laughs) Carl goes unconscious. He goes, "Uh, well, actually... Bernie's
3: gonna message her friends, and she's gonna say, we have to get him back, and jewelry doesn't work if there's nothing left of him.
4: So that was the end of Carlton's turn, where it took this legendary action. It is now Shadow's turn. What would Shadow the Firebearer like to do? Okay, Shadow should have
1: enough movement to get to the the tentacles that are still grappled around Carlton's body. Is he up 60
4: in the air? Feet. He is, but he's Carlton himself is only about 10 feet up. This creature is higher up in like dangling from the ceiling. So uh if Shadow's got enough movement to get to him, uh then yeah, I'd said that Shadow is big enough that he could reach up and try to attack.
1: Alright, Shadow is gonna do that with a bite. Ba ba bite ba bite bite, bite. <laughs> so 24 gonna hit him? It does. Rad. Nice. And that's going to... Oh, well, lovely. It's going to do eight eight damage. Boo. indeed. I agree. Boo.
4: Okay. Hey, listen, that's still eight more damage on this thing. Mm. Uh, Anything else that Shadow would like to do?
1: Mm, I don't think he has any other options. Uh, Nah, he's done.
4: Okay. At the end of Shadow's turn, the creature turns invisible. Along with Carlton. Because he is currently
0: holding Carlton. Uh, is that a spell or an ability?
4: Do you know in advance if it's a spell or an ability?
0: I would assume so. Like if it starts making arcane like if it starts making
4: arcane stuff, then yeah. Then you know it is not a spell. It just happens. So they vanish. And it is Bucks' turn. What would Bucks like to do? Hmm. Bucks is going to fly
0: over where he, he's gonna fly. And and ascend. So he's going to start flapping up and up and up. And he is going to drop the pebble in his mouth right over where it was.
4: So it was dangling from the ceiling. So unless Bucks is oh. going to try to go into that space... If you're assuming that it's still there and, and invisible, then Bucks couldn't get into that space. If the creature is no longer there, then Bucks could fly through. But you do know it was hanging from the ceiling. There'd be no way to get over it at, Bucks, if it's still there.
0: He thinks of himself in owl form, getting a metal pinned on him, <laughs> and it just says Valor in Celestial, and he is going to fly straight to where it was,
4: Okay, I... and he's going to try and run into it. I need him to make a perception check with disadvantage.
0: He's got the light in his mouth.
4: It's just a light spell though, right? It's not like It's illuminate. not like no,
0: it's not like true sight or anything. It's just okay. he's he's just flying into the space. Sure. Uh so that is going to be a 6.
4: He flies into the space and he doesn't hit the back wall, but he essentially reaches the back wall. Do you want him to drop the pebble? Yes. He drops the pebble. <laughs>
0: Okay, he he went invisible and teleported. He I don't think he's there anymore.
4: Would Bucks like to do anything
0: else? Uh he's just gonna use the rest of his movement to kind of fly around in that space, like like do little spirals. See okay. if he hits anything.
4: Alright, he does that. Flying around in the space. The creature goes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it is Travencore's turn. <laughs> I will drink to
2: that. Uh you will? To whatever that that one was.
4: Alright. They watched me roll a natural one, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we they don't know drink why it. I rolled, um, but they watched me roll a natural one. That
1: that in conjunction with the fact that this thing is Hunter's Marked means I can get a beat on him somehow. Oh,
4: yeah. How far away does Hunter's Mark reach?
1: Ah, uh, you ask me that every time, and every time I forget. I do in- because
4: I forget every. I don't time. think.
1: Well, like I should have it on a D and D Beyond Hunter's Mark, not to be confused with the Adams Mark Hotel, previously in Philadelphia and <laughs> <in> Buffalo. <laughs> Was there an Adams Mark in Buffalo? I don't remember if there there's an, in, on City Line Avenue in Philadelphia, there used to be a hotel called the Adams Mark, and it was like a relatively famous one, I guess. At least it locally it was.
4: I don't remember there being one in Buffalo, but it's been so long since I've lived there. Might not be Buffalo. Selena
1: Barnes is definitely a- Yes.
4: The so injury na- attorneys. Yeah. I'm sorry, Travancore. Tell me what the range of Hunter's Market is. So likes. it says
1: 90 feet, but I don't know if that's for casting or for once it's there. Like I It's casting. Yeah. So once it's, it's already been okay. cast. It was cast before. So I don't think there's any range to this or limit because it doesn't say anything otherwise. It might be in the text.
4: Yeah, Look. it would it's be not, like you can blah blah basically blah. Basically, blah, blah. it
0: yeah. just gives him advantage on any uh, wisdom, uh, perception, or survival check just to, to make, find, find it. it. Yeah.
4: Okay, then I will let you take a perception check, and since it is not, you would normally have disadvantage because it is you can't see it because you would get advantage with hunter's mark. I will let you do a straight perception roll.
1: Okay. Ecthyorn, blue. Twenty. A help, Twenty. 20. Uh, Travancore thinks that to himself, thinking that blue is with Ecthyarn and that'd be the best person to reach out to. Not that Travancore does this a whole lot.
4: 18. 18's not bad. Not too 18's not bad. 18 is just barely what you needed. <gasps> oh, <laughs> <yes>! Wow. <laughs> uh with an eighteen, your hunter's mark in earring you still can't see the thing, but you know it's still in the room. It's ha- has So it was kind of over in the left side of this large cavern when you entered. It is now 60 feet to the right, kind of in the same plane. And you, you still can't see it, but you can sense that it's there. Okay,
1: I fire an arrow in that direction, thinking that my friends are generally smart. Not the Carlton turns down, but my friends are smart enough to see me fire an arrow in this area and, and follow suit.
4: Okay, I will say this will still be a disadvantage because you cannot see. You may know that it's there, and so you know where to fire in the general direction, but this is still going to be well, a disadvantage. Well, if
1: nothing else, they'll see me fire the arrow, and they'll at least have an idea where he is, assuming he doesn't do anything else while I...
4: This is true. Oh, hey, low rolls. Oh, nice! Yay.
1: That was some very good, yeah. Uh, you know what, I'm glad, because all my rolls in the last game were shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were...
2: And oh you my know God! It's bad they were. When Jack uses the word shit.
1: Yeah, because they were. That's the appropriate word for this situation. I don't use swear a lot, See, but is when the I who do, this guy used to say "darnage." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I'll go ahead and roll damage. Rad.
1: Okay. Well, darnage. Well, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> it's come on. It's Friday. night. <laughs> I'm gonna get fucked up. With rolls like that, you can roll. You can do both. It's true. That's going to do ten damage. Hunter's mark damage. Oh yeah, uh, did that include I
4: oh, All right. Let's say that seems really low for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: fifteen. So with the hunter's mark. Thank
4: All you. right.
1: It's only been forever. It's only the thing that helped me find this thing. Gosh,
2: it's the only thing you. It's a good thing I'm a ranger. Two. I'd
1: be a terrible wizard because I'd have to keep all those balls in the air in my head. And I'm like, no, that's not my. I can fire an arrow and maybe add da- occasional damage here and there. Does
4: the arrow stick in and stay visible?
1: That's a good question.
4: You see it hit something. And so you do see Travancore hit something over on the right side. It stays invisible. The arrow slices through something, and so it does hit the back wall and fall. But you do all clearly see it hit something. Anything else, Travancore?
1: I'm going to move forward towards that thing 40 feet, or 30 feet for my, my full movement.
4: Okay. At the end, so if that's the end of your turn? Yeah. Okay. At the end of your turn, the creature does something.
1: Oh, dear. It
4: extracts a brain.
0: I assume all tentacled operations extract brains.
4: <laughs> Bernie, you hear it speak to you in your head. You hear it say, If you didn't want to talk, you shouldn't have come. Can I reply?
3: If you like. Look, I'm good with talking. I like to be able to see who I'm talking to. And I'll tell you a really good story. and. I'll keep my friend from lighting you on fire.
4: It's too late for that. Are you sure? You have
3: already shown your true color. I'm sorry. I haven't shown
4: anything. You bit my friend.
1: That was a warble. Maybe you think this thing's like half-flump or something.
4: Carlton appears on the ground. He is unconscious. Jonathan, it is your turn.
0: You know, a great man once said, target that explosion and fire. That's another Star Trek reference. Star Trek 6 for you kids. <laughs> All right. So based on where Carlton fell and where that arrow squelched. He didn't, he didn't actually fall. He just appeared. Based on where Carlton appeared and where that arrow squelched, Jonathan the Muscular wants to get an idea of where to airburst a fireball at.
4: All right. Well, I mean, you have an idea. Because that involves a saving throw, it's you just kind of place it somewhere. And if it happens to be, you know, unless you want to do something that involves an attack roll, uh, you just tell me where you want to put it. And if it happens to include the creature, it will. Okay,
0: we're going to center the fireball then right there. We're playing Battleship now here.
4: I, I'd assume I'm going to make your life easy. I'm right assuming there. you're putting the fireball somewhere in where it would include a good portion of the area where Carlton has appeared? Yes. Your fireball explodes in glorious flames. Hmm. But we don't hear the screams
0: of the dying. No. That we sucks. You don't see
4: anything? That... Anything else?
0: Yes. As a... Uh, Jonathan the muscular is going to start moving. And he's going to move 60 feet uh, towards his party. Sure. So he's going to move right in between. Actually, he's going to move right here. I'm going to make a nice triangle.
4: You're going to triangle it up?
0: Yeah. I mean, if he has any line effects, then it can only get two of us.
4: Okay. Bernie, it's your turn. Um,
0: That's a negative impact. Negative impact over there.
3: Can, I, can Bernie do, based on what she's seen this thing, and she's seen it, even if yes, it was you- from very far away. Can she do some kind of check, maybe like a history check or just a wisdom check to see if she has any idea what it is?
4: Uh, sure. Why don't you give me, give me a nature check.
3: Well, there's no pluses, but there's no minuses. Great roll. Oh, that's bad.
1: Oh, dear.
4: What'd you roll? That's a five. All right. Yeah, you have no idea what this thing is. It was horrible and large and full of tentacles and teeth and it's obviously intelligent but you have no
3: idea okay so bernie's
4: gonna say i can tell you something
3: that i do know is true you hurt my friend and my group is scared and i admit they might not fully trust me to handle this so they
4: attacked you are you saying this out loud or in your head by the way bernie's saying it out
3: loud okay the fact that I don't have a middle name is old news and a boring story, but I can tell you a better one. Nothing.
4: You don't hear anything back. Oh let that be your, your bonus action if you'd like to do anything else.
3: Um, she is going to 40 feet. She's going to get as close to Carlton as she can. Okay. Anything else? I feel like she ought to repeat that in her head.
0: Because you're having to use an action, right?
4: You still have your action. That's correct.
3: Yeah, I think she's going to use her action to say the exact same thing in her
4: head. Okay. You do. Carlton, it's your turn. I need you to make a death saving throw.
2: All right. It's where the chips lie. Let's see. Oh, no. That's a failure.
4: You see Carlton pale a little bit more. His breaths get a bit more shallow as some of the bite marks continue to ooze his blood. And it is Shadow's turn.
1: Alright, Shadow is going to use his full movement and he's going to dash to get to where Carlton is and he's going to drape himself over Carlton to keep anything else from attacking it.
4: He can do that. Aw, he's a bear
1: blanket.
4: He's he is a bear blanket and he's adorable. He's very... You can see he is upset. You can you can clearly see the distress on his face at, at how dire the situation is with Carlton. It's Bucks' Bucks's turn.
0: Bucks thinks to himself, huh, thought, thought that would be... Deadly. I'm sorry. Ooh, I thought I thought that would be that would be mortal. It'd give myself to the bravery of the fight. But uh, oh, he's he's not here, and he is going to fly south. Uh, his full movement.
4: Okay. So kind of back towards you.
0: Uh, back and past me, kind of towards the entrance. Sure. And he can get a long way.
4: He can go a very very long way. Yep. He basically can get almost completely out of here. Travancore, it's your turn.
1: Alright, um gonna try the same trick again, like use Hunter's mark to sort of pinpoint where he is or it is.
4: I'm gonna say I'm gonna need you to roll a perception check.
1: Okay, just a regular roll?
4: Yeah. Twenty-one. Nice. Woo! It's very far away. Like you get a general direction, it seems to be like through the far wall. And you don't, you, I don't think you get distance, but you get direction. Kind of the same way when Bernie was locating creatures, she got she she got uh, distance, but you just get direction. And so you know that way, and it's kind of where Carlton had appeared, but through the wall and continuing. It's not
1: in this chamber anymore. Uh, Travancore just starts running, knowing that, you know, relying on his nonverbal communication to commun- convey messages to his party. So he's gonna use he's gonna use his full movement and then also dash so as his action. Okay, to so so, get up to Carlton. Yeah, basically. And I think that's it for me because I don't have anything to attack. Wait, no, I can't do anything this time around. But I'm up to Carlton at least, so that that could be useful next time around. if Nothing else.
4: That could be. Jonathan, it's your turn.
1: Jonathan the Magimuscular,
0: uh, is gonna check and see if he has something. Aha! Yes. So, uh, Jonathan is going to. Since he can dash, he's gonna dash up to Carlton. He's gonna take out one of the cupcakes of healing that he has in his uh in his pouch. And just like a terrible wedding couple, he is going to just push it into Carlton's face. Okay. Oh man. You know, this marriage
1: is not gonna last, statistically speaking, but this is happening. <laughs> yeah.
4: Alright. You know, if
1: I'd done that at my wedding, we'd be divorced right now. <laughs> If anyone (laughs) does that at their wedding, they should be fucking divorced. That's Unless they agree to do it together as a bit.
0: Yes, exactly. Unless it's a bit or it's a reference to something or you're doing it to each other and you had talked about it earlier, then that's fine. But when the guy says, hey, this is going to be funny, scrunch. And she's like, I
4: spent hours on my makeup hair and this dress is a billion dollars. Yeah,
0: Why
3: did you ruin it?
4: And, yeah. and he's probably wearing a very nicely rented tux that needs to be super duper cleaned before. Go- yeah, no, the whole thing is a bad idea. Also, nah, we're going of- made to measure. Yeah, it's dude. going. It's a waste of cake. Th- that was a panina tournée. A panina tournée. <laughs> Jonathan, I would like you to describe how exactly you force feed Carlton a healing cup. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Jonathan the match muscular is still hasted and he runs over and he does that cool knee slide to, to get to Carlton and he pulls out the, the cupcake. He looks down at Carlton. He picks up gently his head and as they're starting, as their faces are getting closer, coming into frame is the cupcake and just as slowly as his face approaches Carlton's face, his hand approaches just a little bit faster and just, just mushes in. In. <laughs> And it's just like, just like, but his face is still approaching, and it goes to it. He's like, "Hey, wake up, buddy! Come on, come on, chew, chew." And he starts moving, moving his mouth and chewing, and it's like, "Nope, chew, chew."
4: Jonathan, go ahead and roll healing for for Carlton.
0: Uh, this is a potion, right? It's essentially a potion of healing.
4: It's the yeah, it's a basic okay, potion. Okay, so of
0: healing. Jonathan only had two, and I believe they were bo- they were both cupcakes of healing. Cupcakes so, of healing.
2: Okay, oh, actually, no, I, I, it's. In my bag. That's right. I got to put it on a thing. I forgot about the silver cat kind of saving.
0: So, Seeks?
4: You have to have it on you. you That's what I
2: said. I, for- yeah. I keep forgetting about it, and I'm like, I'm going to make it into a Did necklace. He?
0: Okay, of all the things you joke about putting in your prison pocket. <laughs> all right, Jonathan. But that one's pointy. Do you want the saving throws or not, Carlton?
1: So, point of order. If I'd remember that I could dash this bonus action, I could have healed Carlton with queer-, queer wounds. But I feel like this outcome was the best one. <laughs> I think we're, you're right. We're still in the best we, timeline,
4: guys. Pretty much. All right. Jonathan, how many points of healing does Carlton get back? Seeks. Carlton, you come to consciousness with a mouthful of cupcake and six hit points. And I will say at this point, we are out of initiative. Okay, Bertie's
3: gonna get over this. I look finally. at Jonathan
2: and I go, Okay. Do do you have any milk?
0: Jonathan looks at you, drools, and falls over as the haste wears off.
4: And at that point Bernie arrives. And Bernie's gonna
3: <laughs> hand him a greater cupcake of healing. Because she has a feeling we're gonna need to save those spell slots.
2: It's four D 4D, uh 4D four plus four, right? I the think greater so, yeah. Yes. Four d
3: four. I'm rolling it.
2: Okay. I wasn't sure.
4: <laughs> Thirteen. I like the rule where if you give the healing, you get to roll the dice of the healing, so which is 19 and Bernie's
3: gonna sigh and look at you and realize that she's going to need to heal you no matter what
1: it's a level one spell Car- Traveling core is just gonna blow a cure wounds on, on on uh on Carlton wait do you have good berries i don't have any any healing uh, healing torch
3: good berry is a
1: it's a druid spell oh it so is it is a true true. Spell, isn't it but Carlton will get seven points back
2: i see all my friends around me healing me and i'm like I feel so loved
3: she <laughs> she's bernie's gonna Bernie's gonna look Look at Travancore and say that was really good. You're doing really good. You're getting good at this. Thanks. And then she's
4: going to use.
1: <laughs> she's going to one up him.
4: <laughs> Travancore knows, like, <laughs> you know, he didn't take a, a a point of cleric. He took a point of druid. So yeah. I don't, I don't think travin I mean, it's up to Travancore. Yeah. So.
1: I wasn't born of the healing. I merely
0: adopted it.
4: Yeah. And she's that was gonna... genuine
0: encouragement from a friend.
4: Yeah.
3: I think she would do a cure wounds. And she would act like she wasn't one-upping Travancore. But that'd be a lie.
1: serves <laughs> <laughs> <It turns laughs> me right for not trusting you. It's fair. And she's just
3: gonna do it. She's not gonna... Okay, you need... Yeah, you need a lot of cure wounds.
1: Yeah. Um, well, while, while that's all going on, is gonna see whether he can detect this thing in any way or shape or form. He can still probably tell the direction it's going.
4: She's gonna do it as a third level spell. It hasn't changed direction. It still seems to be very far away. Like, even even now, with you up against the wall, it's still through the rock in that direction.
3: He gets 27 points of health
4: back.
2: Nice.
3: Two of those D8s were 8s. Nice. Nice. Wonderful. Fundebar.
2: I looked at Bernie and I go, when we get back, dinner's on me.
3: You're welcome. I'll tell you a really good story when we get back. How about
2: that? I thought we had him. We were so close. I felt it in my, in my throat. I can feel him feeling weaker in his. Spirit. We're, we're
1: in his house. We may get another chance.
2: Yeah. All we have to do now is just be more careful.
1: So that was
0: surprising. I didn't like. That was that definitely wasn't in the intel. Jonathan the Muscular will have to note this in the intel. Does anybody also, know what
3: that was?
0: Now that Jonathan the Magimuscular is not hasted and can concentrate a little more, can he? I I guess he didn't really get a good look at it, did he?
4: I'd say all of you got a, a decent look at it, not... I got a
0: close-up look.
4: Yeah, Carlin's the only one who got a really, really close-up look. The rest of you saw it. I mean, when Bucks flew in with the light pebble in his his claws, it sh- cast enough dim light to get a, an okay look at it.
2: Can I help Jonathan in trying to figure out what it is by describing like some of the more cl- like, fine details that like I noticed up close? Sure. Like, oh, yeah. It was like this, like that, like this.
4: Uh, yeah. So, Jonathan, if you want to do a nature check, I'll give you advantages. Carlton gives some details.
0: All right. So, nature, nature, nature. That is going to be a 19.
4: Okay. This sounds like something you've heard of, but there's differences. So, you've you've heard of a creature called a balhanna. They're usually actually pretty dumb. They're usually, as far as you remember, they're underdark creatures that, like, drow capture to use as guard dogs, essentially. But they're nasty and fearsome and are very territorial. But you remember them being pretty dumb. You also don't remember them being that hardy. And this whole thing about them wanting to, this thing wanting to get information and trade in information, that doesn't sound anything like what you've read. For all, this thing is... A glorified, completely horrific guard dog from what you remember hearing about learning about them. The physicality mostly matches up. You seem to remember fewer tentacles and a lot less hardy. And you do know that they do have some limited abilities to teleport and some telepathy. But once again, these things are usually not that smart. So... Something's off with this one. Hmm. Hmm.
3: And the fact that it even had a name. I assume Jonathan's telling us all this.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm relaying what I know. Do you think there's something here that changed it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe it was some sort of experiment. It doesn't seem like this would be in a cult of Baphomet's wheelhouse. Maybe, maybe they dug too deep and found this thing.
3: Well, if there is a dragon here...
0: Maybe. I mean this thing could have been here afterward. It may not even have known the dragon. Speaking of dragons,
1: tiny dragon? Tiny Dig into my house. I don't know. Tiny Dragon. Don't, don't do it. Could be don't anything. do it. I thought you were gonna go into like a Donho reference. Like tiny dragons or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh, I don't know. I, I was scared. Jack? Jack Edithel would do that. No, but you've been I, I the guy not. who's been doing it in my stead. Now that I live with a person that has to deal with my puns, like, in real time, I calm down. But you sort of picked up the pun mantle, my friend. I didn't even know that that was a pun. See,
0: what you're asking me to do is make an obscure pun. That, my friend, is still clearly 100% in your wheelhouse. Fair. But, um, okay. So, I, I, I guess, I think they're talking about kobolds. I mean, that's the only thing I can think, is a cobalt. But why my parents' house? They're shipbuilders. They don't don't do anything like that. But also, what if he's lying?
4: Can we do a retroactive insight check on what it said? I'm going to say, in this case, if Carlton would like to, because most of this conversation that you are talking about... Oh, Right. Jonathan Maj yeah.
0: Muscular wouldn't know.
4: Yeah. Carlton is the only one who heard. So, Carlton, if you would like to roll, I would like two... to do an
2: insight to try to, as I've been like taking it all in, listening to what Jonathan was saying, kind of like playing, basically playing the tapes back in my head. I would like to do that insight check.
4: Sure.
0: Wah,
1: wah. <laughs> I wonder if there's uh, any way, whether w- without saying whether it's uh, passed or failed. One, the, so that's oh, a three. Okay, the inscrutable monster that this thing was. I was gonna say maybe I could, maybe I could tell what I heard about tiny dragons and aid Carlton somehow based on my knowledge of of dragons. Well, somehow.
4: so your knowledge of tiny dragons wouldn't help here because what Carlton is trying to figure out is whether this uh, creature it, that, is right, telling right, the right, truth right. or yeah,
1: not. That's true. Okay.
4: And he did roll a natural one, so Carlton. As you think back to what this this creature was talking with you about and how it was saying things and everything, why do you fail miserably to really remember very much?
2: So, as I kind of re- reference earlier, I imagine like I'm like shuffling, like in my mind, little mind Carlton is like going through all the boxes in the filing cabinets, trying to figure things out. And he gets on a, uh, a to a cabinet that says never ends. And he opens up and it says the song that, and he just starts singing the song that ever ends to himself. And then he's like, he looks up at Jonathan, like waiting to expect an answer. And I go, Oh, uh, no
0: idea. Thanks. Sorry. Well, the thing is, I mean, did it lie at all? I don't know that it would lie. I mean,
3: it wanted information, but how would it?
0: Hmm. None of us know who your
3: parents are, Jonathan.
1: Right. Only I do. Only you do.
3: So how on earth could it know something that you don't share with us?
1: That's right. He told me before he told you guys about where he really comes from.
3: But it wasn't. Was
4: it in your brain?
1: I don't think it was. I Carlton, think it was in all was of our brains. was it in brains.
2: your brain? Uh, it was in my brain.
4: I will say two things that all that some of you would know, even with the song that never ends in your head. Carlton, you would remember, and and Jonathan, you would remember this, too, from the, the brief moment that it talked to you about the tiny dragons. It didn't say to your house. It said to your home.
1: So your town. Our
2: home. The inn. Or greenest. Or the pocket house. They don't, they're not, we've had kobolds at the pocket house before.
4: Yeah, it did specifically call out Jonathan's home. Not necessarily his house. Didn't talk about his parents. It just talked about his home. Are you, at? while you're having this discussion, are you still just hanging out here in this room? Yeah, we're kind of like. Yeah, we I
3: hate
1: of when just... you asked that, by the way. Okay. I mean, admittedly,
4: That's we stopped and we.
0: Oh, God. So. Jonathan, the match muscular, wants to unpack that statement. Like, can he? Can he try and figure out like which way it might lean? Does he mean greenest? Does he mean somehow the pocket house? Does it mean like the Acropolis or Gestats?
4: You had such a brief interaction with him, and you didn't get any details. That I'm gonna say <sighs> it's kind of up to you to decide what you what Jonathan thinks. Well,
1: it, if it. <sighs> My
0: home? What the
1: fuck? Where's home? Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Now. You guys. Uh-oh.
3: Well, we are interesting.
4: Do you think we should just get out of here?
0: Yeah. Well, let's... L- listen,
1: Carlton? Here.
4: Hi. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw.
1: Oh, shit. We, we hung out too long. <laughs> guys. Guys, I feel something. We did no! God damn it!
3: Always. It's so on brand.
4: That, wow. Two. Two natural ones in a row. Yeah. Oh, Carlton, you feel the slimy tentacles in your head again. But you don't hear a voice. It just seems to root around in there for a little while. I rage. Okay. I don't think rage stops this. (laughs) Nope.
2: Okay. But. Now, there are spirit guardians around me, and y'all know something's up. Okay. <laughs> and in case I get bit again, Carlton... Bernie's gonna grab Carlton on fuck? the arm. Uh, I, feel, I feel his tentacles in my head again. This is the song that never
0: ends. All right, well, end. I think that had a range, so let's get out of this room. See?
2: Let's,
4: the Vahod is singing the song that never ends anymore, because
2: Lauren just rolled a natural one.
4: <laughs> Technically, you don't know what I'm rolling. Let's yeah. do this. Let's
0: find but... that fucking instrument and get out of here. There's Because there's a treasure hoard in here, right?
4: There is a massive, all over the floor is a giant pile of gold, platinum. You've all been kind of running over it this whole time, not paying attention to it because, you know, life and death situation. Wait. But yeah, there is a... Carlton,
0: Jonathan the Muscular is going to take charge. Carlton, get grab the bag of holding. Dump all you can into there. Wait, I'll
2: put my head in there. And then my head no. on this plane. No,
0: no, 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 no. Fill no, the bag. No, fill no, the bag. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll help him fill the bag. Bernie and Bernie and Travencore start trying to find that instrument. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna
2: so be I put on the point. bag on the ground. So I take it off of my person and I start shoveling stuff in.
4: Okay, Carlton, make a perception check with disadvantage. Uh oh. Bernie's also gonna make a perception check, but she's looking.
2: Actually,
3: no. Bernie is not worried about this instrument. She doesn't think it's in here. Uh,
2: fourteen for Carlton. Okay, I need to look up something real Bernie quick. Bernie doesn't
3: think the instrument's in there.
2: What are you What are you doing in my head?
4: Bernie's trying to figure out if this thing is back. Okay. Um, you continue to shovel stuff into it, and uh, for time, I'm going to say in this moment as Carlton shovels whatever he can into the bag of holding as bernie is frantically looking around in this room as you all are preparing to see what happens next we're going to But I
3: got a 20.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. On my perception check. Okay. We'll pause there in a moment. Bernie with your 20, what what were you looking at?
3: Bernie's like hearing all this from Jonathan, but she thinks this thing is back and she's trying to see if she can figure out even if it's invisible
4: where it is. If the creature is invisible and in the room, you do not see anything. You you scour this room, and now you kind of know that you're looking for an invisible creature. Don't see it. And with that, we'll pause there. And the next time we get together, we'll still be in the room where it happened. Although at least at this point, Carlton isn't being grappled by a a crazy bell He's
1: not dead, which is good.
4: I'm going to hold off giving um, experience until after the next time, since we're kind of still technically in the middle of things. I know, I know you we're all so are so close. close. You're so close, we but so we're close. technically still in the middle of things. So for fairness, I'm going to hold off. But next time when we get together, we'll see what happens as you all are looking for things, shoveling things, maybe being attacked. You don't know. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.